0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Back on the Hurricane Hotline as we continue now with University of Miami head coach Katie Meyer coming off a very nice win against North Carolina and the Canes will be on the road in the middle of a long road trip, but a nice win coach 69, 59 over North Carolina. Congratulations on the victory.
2: Oh, uh, thank you so much. That was, uh, anytime you can beat Carolina twice in a year, you're, you're happy.
1: And of course had to do that one on the road as, uh, you right, right now are on the never ending road trip.
2: Yeah, it's, um, you know, the schedule is so unpredictable this year, so uh, games are flipping and where the sites are playing, and so you just can't get too wrapped into, like, looking down the, the schedule and finding out. But losing losing a home game this week is, um, you know, a little bit frustrating, but um, it's the nature of the beast this year.
1: Uh, in the game, Kel- Kelsey Marshall hits a milestone, uh, scores 19 points over 1,000 in her career.
2: She was phenomenal and if you knew like the worst thing is we lost at wake forest and then they were stuck with me for three days on the road <laughs> so that wasn't a happy time i'm like y'all dumb don't lose the first one <laughs> like i'm gonna get you so we spent a lot of time i got a little bit negative um on kelsey I, I i knew um i know how well she was coached in high school and she was coached very hard and she was a little bit of a, of a funk in her game which just forces different choices i don't care how good you are when your shot's not falling you you, you get in your head a little bit and you make different choices and you know you're just a little bit hopeful and i really got on her but i got on her in front of the whole team and i, I really put a lot on her plate and um in the first quarter at north carolina um she didn't really score and i thought oh boy i might have made a huge mistake there you know that was too much for kelsey to handle but then boy did she respond like a champ and uh it's a lot when that thousand point is looming. Everyone says they're not aware of it, but everybody's aware they're right on the brink. So there was just a lot on her plate, and she really came through.
1: Uh, interesting to note, from three-point range, you hold North Carolina to 17% from the bonus area. On the other end, you knock down 10 three-pointers.
2: Yeah, I mean, we, we're, we're as inconsistent as you can be from the three-point line as a team this year um and 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 some coaches just look at the stat sheet and then afterwards say wow if we just hit the threes but great coaches look at the film and say obviously these aren't Miami shots I mean obviously they're not comfortable if you really believe in your team and you believe in their ability and of course I do because I recruited all of them then I have to adjust as well I can't just push it off on the kids and and in my mind, I thought, what am I doing wrong? Are they rushed? Are they not comfortable? Is it the wrong kid, even though it, at the wrong time? And um, so we did a lot of talking as a team, not just me talking at them, but me listening, too. And I thought we made the proper adjustments.
1: In the Carolina game, India Banks also came through for you. Uh, she scores 14 points on a 6-for-10 night of shooting.
2: Yeah, she, um, you know, India's one of those unsung heroes that um has had a great career here has never gotten any accolades never but boy is she just like the rudder like that that steers the ship and always been that way so reliable so dependable so um we really ask a lot from her whether you know eight assists eight assists against North Carolina incredible performance
1: um as you embarked on this five-game road trip that seems like it's going to take forever, and and who knows what happens. What was your message to the team? Is it the same as it's been all year? We've got to be ready to pivot at a moment's notice?
2: Yeah, I think so. And, I mean, I've the the biggest adjustment I think we've made as a staff is just doing one-day preps. And you've known me long enough to know that I just so get into the the chess matches and the X's and O's and the counterattacks. And if they do this, we're going to do that. And I mean, I really have a lot of mental energy for that stuff. And I really, really, really love it. And I've had to just discipline myself and say like, I'll write out a practice plan and then I'll go back through it and say, okay, cross that out. I mean, great idea, but it doesn't matter. because it might change your opponent might change. And so we've simplified things a lot and I've put less in front of the team. And just ha- ask them to, you know, backside rebound, pass and catch, make your layups. I mean, it's we've really had to simplify things. And it's it's funny because for this particular team, um, it really works. They're playing a lot harder when I can take some of that um, mental energy off their plate.
1: We have probably said this a hundred times. If there is ever a year for perspective and or gratefulness, it's this year. Because I look at this and say, wait a minute, a five-game road swing inside the acc if this was a normal season you would say who did we make mad at the acc right but this is the way this is where we are this year
2: right i know and then when uh, the florida state game was supposed to be at home and um you know they've been doing a really nice job in the conference office trying to just say like okay play games swap opponents but you know, one option was a possible other road game, and that would have made six. And I, I think at that point we had to sort of step up and say, hey, come on now. That's a little bit nuts. So uh, that's how it is. It is what it is. Um, we're going to – and then when we do come back home and finally come back home, we'll have played on a on a uh, Tuesday night at Louisville. We'll come home if the schedule holds, have one day and have to play Georgia Tech where they're on five days rest. So not – not the, the scheduling gods are not in our favor right now, but, um, you know, that's – that's something that it's not anything that I can really control or influence. So um, one game at a time, then you don't really realize what you've done or what's ahead.
1: Do you feel like mentally though, at least your team is playing games. They know what the challenge is. Uh, There's some consistency at least to having games on the schedule and games to look forward to.
2: Right. And I mean, you know, we really, the NC state game was the one that just sort of hoodwinked us. I mean, we were literally sitting there on a Friday night going, uh, at 9.30 or 10 o'clock going, uh, oh, tomorrow we're either leaving for Raleigh or we're leaving for Louisville, a number two team in the country or the number three team in the country. And we really didn't have a ton of prep time. That one, and it was the game before Christmas where they were all going home. So kids were upset. They didn't know their schedule. That won't happen again. You know, that was just a very extreme you know, difficult spot for our team to be put in just emotionally after all we've been through. So, um, but now, you know, if it's it's in a game and it's a ball and it's the rim, you know, this, you know, same, same ball, same rims, we'll figure the rest out. You know, we can't get too caught up in that. Well,
1: you can see, even if anybody just looked at the scores, how hard your team uh, is competing and what the games have been like. If we backed up to that Wake Forest game, I thought uh, watching that one down the stretch, uh, there was a real – uh resilience in your team a real taste for the battle i thought you were going to win the game i really did and uh it just rimmed out on you
2: yeah yeah and wake is a you know a real veteran team like this is supposed to be sort of their special year their special team they they really return they're all their significant players and um have a nice fresh so they, they were picked you know to this was kind of their year, um, and so going to Wake, um, we jumped on them early. Then we lost our way a little bit, and it's it's one thing to fight, you know, back when your shots are falling. It's a whole other thing to be just cold as ice on one end and then spill your guts out and keep being vulnerable and risking it and diving on the floor and everything on the other end. And that's one thing. I was really hard on my team for their choices but not their effort, you know, and and, and that's, that's – I really – we carried that into the North Carolina game because then we, when we got cold a little bit in the North Carolina game in that first quarter when we only had really seven points, we still were fighting. And I thought, well, you know, that's that's a remnant from the Wake Forest game where we're still going to play hard and, um, you know, and we don't have to be a pretty team to win. We can we can win ugly.
1: Okay, next up, the challenge is Syracuse. They're inside the top 25, 24 in one poll, 21 in another poll. Uh, the, the last time you played them, hard-fought game, Destiny Harden at 20 points and 12 rebounds in the game. What do you see in this contest? What are some of the keys in this game?
2: Well, the one thing that we have not shown, and we didn't even show against North Carolina in, the, in our two wins against them, is our defensive transition's been real vulnerable, and Syracuse transitions as well as any team in the league, and now they transition with a six-six girl who outruns us right and she's 6'6 and and that's not a joke like she's probably 6'7 and um she really can run the floor so um that's a difficult you know one thing you got to beat her down the court and jam her early right but if we if it's a guard jamming her you know that's even if you're doing the right thing that's just too bad so sad (laughs) like you can't do much about it so it can't just be one person that beats her down the court. And then, of course, they are committed to the three ball. And then they have one of the best point guards in the nation, who's up for point guard of the year, and coming off for breast cancer surgery and everything. So they're a very inspirational team. They have been on a pause for a while. So um, I think we'll be their first game back. Um, either they're going to be really fresh, or they might be a little, you know, little cobwebs to shake off. But man, they they got as much talent as anyone in the country. They really do.
1: Uh, this road trip includes, as I mentioned, Syracuse, Pittsburgh, then Louisville. You're in the Northeast. Will you, will you stay up there and go to Pittsburgh, or we have to come back in the, and then go back? to? Uh, we,
2: we did stay for Wake and Carolina, so we stayed on the road for a, a long time. Um and I think it was the right move, but it was also a, a Thursday-Sunday deal. Like th- this, is just, this is the opposite. This is a Sunday to Thursday, so there's an extra day there. And New York is so strict with their um, COVID regulations that it really is impossible to even – we can't even have a film together when we're up in New York. We literally – they will now allow more than 10 people in any room of any size in this hotel. So I, I was just talking with Margie, my ops person, about – film and meals and you know it's very strict so we'll come back right after the game on Sunday and then head back up to Pittsburgh on Wednesday.
1: Uh, How much have you learned in this in this COVID deal with just things like that on okay we can't do it that way got to do it another way and uh, the second part of the question would be has anything come along during this time of coaching where you've had to make these adjustments where you've said you know what I think I like the way this worked out I'll put that in my back pocket for when things return to normal maybe I'll keep it
2: yeah I do I think (laughs) the biggest thing for me is um the making sure that Miami knows what the heck Miami's doing You know, and as a head coach to spend more time on Miami and let my scouters spend a little bit more time on the other team. You know, I I would never have ever coached a game without watching five five games of the other team. I mean, that's just I just really for me to not have stress. I'm I overprepare. I mean, now, you know, who knows who you're going to play? So I can't get all that volume of scouting in. And I honestly think um, when, I'm, when we're without an opponent and I don't know who we're going to play and I need to prepare, I watch more of us. And that has been revolutionary for this particular team for me to spend more time with my eyeballs on Miami.
1: By the way, I, th- I think for a lot of us, whether you're a coach or a broadcaster, the preparation is a hoot. It's a lot of fun. It's like being a detective, just sorting through all the information to see a vision of a game.
2: Yeah. And like I was watching the national championship football game and just when they would do those, you knew I love football because I swear if I was a football coach, I would never, ever sleep. I'm trying to deal with only 10. (laughs) There's, there's 10 variables, like five on five, but 11 on 11, I would never sleep. There are so many options and so many things you could do. And it would be so much fun. I would be like the mad scientist up in the, the castle somewhere. And I was watching that national championship football game because my niece is actually engaged to the starting tight end for Alabama. So it, it's it's a great story because of the Lutz and, and the, so I was really into that game. And, you know, Miller Forrestal is his name. And he was blocking and he was getting that receiver open. And I thought, oh, my God, like I was in heaven again because I was like really deeply into the strategy of that game. So um, I do love that stuff.
1: You You know, we open with Alabama next year. You put your niece in a pickle.
2: Well, Miller will be gone. <laughs>
1: He's gone. Good. Can, can they all leave? Can they all leave?
2: It was really, let me tell you what, Cheer for Alabama was rough. That was a tough one, especially since my nephew was this, you know, All-American at Auburn when yeah. he played, so it's just tough. But uh, Miller's Russell's a great man. I'm really proud to have him in my family.
1: Let me ask you this, and probably every coach got asked this question, but it's hard, hard to avoid. If you look at Alabama and you look at, Nick Saban on the sideline and you say, okay, this guy's won seven national championships. Somewhat, something he's doing is, is pretty darn good. Do you, do you examine a person like that and say, it's just not completely all about talent? Do you try to figure out, geez, what, what is this guy doing that maybe I can hijack?
2: Yeah. And I think, you know, from what I know in terms of being an incredible manager of this, Corporation that is Alabama football, like to be so detailed. Um, I know he's he's phenomenal like that, and that's the one side of him I always knew. But I also think, and I think this uh, maybe so as he's aged. Boy, does he talk about his players now? And early on, I didn't hear that much of him. Say, but boy, this year, I, I you know, and I did follow the team a little bit more and had a little bit more interest in him. But he definitely was the love of his players, which was um, something that uh, I think makes every great coach great.
1: Well, these shows with you and Coach L are so much fun because you guys uh, expand on so many other topics. and I think it's always uh, very interesting to get your perspective or Coach L's perspective on on John Wooden. Uh, that's what I think you know makes these shows uh, really click. Uh, congratulations on the win against Carolina. You got uh, Syracuse coming up. Here's a bonus question for you then. Uh, as I butter you up, what, what, what would you do about James Harden? Would you trade for him?
2: Oh, you know what? I, gosh, I, I, I honestly have never been a huge James Harden fan, and I'm going to get some backlash for that. But I, I, I have tons of respect for his game or everything else. But I think it, there's just a, it, it breaks a lot of rhythm on the rest of the team one of the team that he's on. So um I would not. Okay.
1: All right, we'll wrap it up with this uh talk about Syracuse and the Keys, but I know you're going to go back to your preparation. So is there one other nugget they're going to try to pull out of this Syracuse prep uh for Sunday's game to come out of there with a win?
2: Well, you know, if they if they have 65 or more percent of their baskets assisted, so if we give them what they want, if they are in a rhythm and they are and we can't break that rhythm and they assist at a seventy percent clip, which they absolutely came with the six 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 seven girl and one of the best point guards in the world on their team, um, then we're going to be in trouble. But if we can find a way through changing defenses or changing schemes or whatever to break their rhythm, um, you know what? We're going to be just fine.
1: A battle of identity, Coach. Always, uh, always a great pleasure. Great pleasure to have you with us. Thank you for being with us on the show. Thank you. Our right, this University of Miami head coach Katie Meyer, thanks for joining us here on the show tonight, and we'll rejoin you for Hurricanes basketball coming up on Saturday. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month.
0: New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.